day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Son of a bitch. As the intro slash stinger says, this is still Blade Job, episode 53. I am still a host, Steve Carley. Still with me today, as always, my main man. The guy himself, Eric Marshak. What's in up, person? In person this time. In yeah, person for the first time since oh, early March. Uh, early March. Contamination was the last episode we did in person. Holy shit! Which I feel like was a long time ago. And I have no, essentially, no memory of as usual. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Eric, so. Eric, we're talking about wrestling. Who, who would have thought? Who? We're, we we just talked about wrestling. We just did Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels. Uh, Eric, give the people what they want. That's what I always say. <laughs> give the people what they want. I'm assuming they want more wrestling. We're talking about wrestling. Yeah, even though we're th- in the thick of the month of VHS September, we're talking about wrestling. Uh, we're talking about not necessarily one match. We're talking about a, a, a three matches, a whole lifetime of, of hatred and feuding. Um, we'll talk about it at the end to see, you know, if we think it was real or if we think that this was all maybe a little bit of a cash grab. But we're talking about Ric Flair and Mick Foley, the feud that began in the early 90s and went on through the about 2010. So what is that? 20 years? Uh, yeah, it's around 20 years. 20 year feud. Might I say, I think we're getting to a spot in this podcast where I'm pretty much, I know who all these wrestlers are now, you know, like we, you talk about new guys and I, you know, I learn and I think, I feel like I'm uh, learning a lot of these wrestlers. Question for you, before we even begin, Mm -hmm. something just hit my head right now. Yes. What the hell is going on with my man, Velveteen Dream? Oh man. Yeah, I just I just read up about this a smidge, and I thought this is something that I probably should have known. Being a big, a Dream fan, even though me not knowing what's going on is proof that I should know more about Dream. So, I mean, I I honestly haven't been paying attention a ton. You know, I've been actually dipping back into just a lot of old wrestling. I haven't been watching a lot of new stuff, but I'm assuming you're referring to the um, like. Uh, Se- like what would it be called sexual advancement sex- sexual uh texts and stuff that I, whatever Dream you want to call it i mean sexual harassment or sexual... chatting with minors that velveteen dream is being accused of yeah i just I, yeah. I maybe that's really all there is to it i just wasn't sure i saw the hintings of that and i thought oh so a long story short, which I mean, please go do your research on this uh, good listener. I'm sure that most people are aware, but there was a big, essentially like Me Too movement, um, maybe like a month, a couple months ago in wrestling, where like a lot of people came out and talked about allegations and uh, scenarios where they had been uh, abused or like groomed or assaulted. And a lot of people did lose their jobs over it. Um, Velveteen Dream being one of the accused for having sent and, like, talked to, like, an underage person. Um, as far as I know, like, nothing li- really has come out more than that. Um, as we're recording this, you know, who knows? They, they could have news drop tonight. 
<laughs> knowing our luck, they probably but will. But I don't believe there's like a ton of uh, like I, I think like Triple H addressed it. I mean, honestly, like I said, I haven't really been following it a ton. I know Velveteen Dream had been off TV for a while. Um, it's definitely it. <laughs> It definitely was handled very poorly. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I believe they like took him off TV. Like allegation came out, took him off TV, and then just kind of like put him back on with like a big like spectacle behind his return. And it was kind of like, oh, you didn't address anything that had happened. So it definitely is, I think, a sour spot that I don't know what's going to happen. But. It's kind of those one of those weird scenarios too, where it's like Velveteen Dream uh, plays kind of like a like a sexy, sure guy, kind of. He's an eccentric guy, yeah, for sure, of course. So I I just feel like you know to like the to like the peripheral wrestling fan, I think this is where wrestling I think kind of gets weird, is where people people will take that character and like think that's the real person and i'm not i'm not saying velveteen dreams innocent by any means i really i don't know but i'm just saying that i've seen a lot of people being like oh yeah velveteen dream is like he's such a creep in the ring so it makes sense but I, you know i i don't really know what happened it's i mean if there's pictures and stuff and if you can't see the face on anything so it's very hard to tell but I mean, it's a guy who has the same physique as Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Shockingly similar. So, I mean, I really hope it's not true, but um, it's not looking the greatest. And just WWE NXT keeps just shooting themselves in the foot, which, you know, is to be expected. Because <laughs> I don't think they've ever taken allegations uh, particularly well. So, okay, that's... In a nutshell, the Velveteen Dream drama, um, yeah. I mean, it sounds I, like it's still ongoing. Yeah, go look it up yourself. Don't use this podcast as your sole information because, like I said, I am I really haven't been following it or the current product like a ton either. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in what's really going on there, you know, do some legwork. Do some and I, which I, of course, didn't do for this, apparently. I'm going to point people into another direction, which is not here. Go, You know, you can find a bunch of information, and you can look through all the sources which and deem which are reliable and which aren't. Because there's also a lot of just horrible... I mean, we think that, like, just the news is bad in the world. Wrestling gossip news is hell on earth, you know? Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I shouldn't have asked. Fair enough. So that's, you know, that's what you get. That's what I get. Okay. Fair enough. I should have known. Now, um, I believe you were probably in the middle of talking about something, but I do want to um, bring up the fact that you had, and maybe maybe we should we should talk about this later on in the episode, but I believe you had a rather um, tr- uh, disappointing and betrayal-like uh, circumstance happened on your way over to the, my apartment to record this. Do you want to talk about that now, or should we... No, I do want to talk about it, because I want to just get it out of the way. Okay. And that's an official ban boycott on the Beck Road Pontiac Trail Taco Bell. Now, I have to... Right, right off the bat, I have to say that I'm not quite there yet with you to to join you on this one, because I basically lived at, you know, at that location, so... Um, but please, by all means, go ahead. I mean, they just messed up my order. It was a 30-minute wait. 
Um, 30 minute. That's a long time. I, I asked for, I specifically asked, you know, ground beef. Ground beef tacos should be standard at Taco Bell. Which I thought they were. Uh, yeah, I thought it was too. And they double checked with me and I said, yep, ground beef. And they still gave me shredded chicken. And they charged me for a substitution, like 20 cents, which I had never seen before. But it wasn't even a substitution. And it was wrong. All around bad experience. I'm not even writing a Yelp review. I'm just roasting them on the pod here because I don't I which is the ultimate Yelp review anyway yeah so if you live if you live in the Wald Lake area what is this Wixom I mean that's technically Novi but yeah no, no okay technically well, this is a real four corners of, it really is <laughs> I know cities here it's a tourist trip um d- avoid that Taco Bell if you work at that Taco Bell report yourself to your manager <laughs> right now get yourself handcuffed immediately <laughs> Um, and just know that, you know, you, you've been an enemy today. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm done with that Taco Bell and it just popped up. It's like a newer one and I'm already done. So, um, I don't know if it's new anymore, if you can say that, but well, I don't live in this area anymore. And, so and it's I, new. It's always new to me. And I, 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 again, I have to reiterate that I'm not quite, I am not joining this boycott yet. They've been pretty great for me. Um, except for the, actually a couple times earlier this month. Um, it was pretty disappointing. So you know yeah, what? I might on. yeah, show some solidarity. <laughs> I might I might not be far. The problem is that the other other nearby locations are trash, garbage, like actually trash. Okay, I thought the Taco Bell I mean was trash, but this one just took the cake for maybe worst Taco Bell I've been to in my life. Okay, so it is now seven o'clock. You went there about six o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah. I showed I up at about a little after five thirty. Now I know to avoid the ta- that particular Taco Bell, my beloved sweet Taco Bell location, at uh, around five thirty six o'clock on Wednesdays. That's good to know. Thank God we're watching two of my favorite wrestlers today. Or I, I might have had a call off the podcast. I mean, you were getting a little violent with me. I mean, you were kind of threatening me. You were pointing weapons. You know, I saw you eyeing all of my – because you were over there in my kitchen, and I saw you eyeing the knives. You were mm. like, hmm. I was pacing. I was uh, – yeah, I was getting a little worried. I, I thought I might have to jump out the window myself. If they would have, if they would have messed up my drink order, that would – I mean, that, that was the only thing they got right. You got a Diet Pepsi. That's supposed to be the punishment for other people. No, I like the Diet Pepsi. Well, you're an insane and person. And honestly, they didn't even put too much ice in it, which is... if somebody Sometimes they put too much ice in at Taco Bell. I can agree with that one. If someone said, here you go, here's your Diet Pepsi, I would feel like I'm being punished for something. Well, they something said, here you go, here's your beef taco with... Wink, wink. Here's your, we'll take your 20 cents. Shredded beef. They essentially robbed beef. you blind. I, I don't even want to talk about it. And the, it I'm calling no. the cops. I don't, I don't want to talk hey, about Ken, it. I'm glad that the shredded chicken's leaving the menu. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't say that. My beloved... So don't I don't say to, that. To even just to, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Please. That's that's all I wanted to talk about about it because I it, honestly anymore it's gonna get me hot. So I'm glad you got it off your chest because you were really violent earlier and I was getting I was really fearing for my life. So that forty cents they took from me really got to you bad and it, I was fearing. But hey, if you're a vegetarian or if you're someone who eats a lot of substitutions at Taco Bell, let us know if they charge you a substitution fee. Or you can just be a man and stop substituting things and take things as they are. But that's whole other podcast. Right man, mm. right man, mm. right man. Write to Steve. <laughs> tell him, tell him to substitute. Tell him where he can take his substitutions. By all means, that'll them. go right in the e garbage can. So whatever. You got any news for us, Steve? Yeah, I mean, 
you know, this is, oh, I'm here, we're here to horror movie news and this man pandemic where the only news is usually things being delayed. So this is actually kind of the opposite of that. So Saint Maud, A24 production. I hear yeah. it's very good because it's it, it's screened for uh, critics pretty much like right before this whole shitstorm began. Mm-hmm. Of course, I say shitstorm. That could be a multitude of things right about now. The, our hearts go out to all those in California, by the way. I saw the pictures. That's a mm-hmm. horror movie right there. You see, mm-hmm. you, see, you see the pictures of how red it is in San yeah. Francisco? Holy it's shit, like dude. orange and it's fog, like orange fog. Th- this is a controversial statement I'm about to make, but part of me sees that and part of me goes, this is terrible. This is horrible. Other part of me goes, that'd be kind of cool to see in person. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it, it definitely yeah, it had a, it had a very uh, ominous beauty to it. It did. And, you know, it got me thinking, you know, all of these, hur- the hurricanes, the forest fires, you know what doesn't have any of those is Michigan. Although we did have an earthquake, a small one recently, a couple of weeks ago. And we had that meteor hit or something well, that's that blew cool. up a farm. Yeah, but that's a cool natural disaster, minus yeah. the farm part. That's a cool one. We, you know, meteor strikes are cool. Uh, forest fires are not. You don't have to tell me. I mean, I love Michigan. Um, I know there's some people, you know, people don't like the snow, don't like winter. And I say, you know what? Go try Arizona. It's Oof. too hot. Why would you? Yeah. To me, it's like, dude, the south. Why would you want to live in the south? Too hot, too humid, snakes. Uh, tarantulas, or more importantly, uh, what are the ones that sting you? Um, scorpions. Scorpions, thank you. Uh, Although yeah. scorpions, I recently learned scorpions are not as uh, deadly as maybe they've been portrayed on like Discovery Channel. On everything. It kind of reminds me of like, like a bee sting. It's, it's like, um, it's like, uh, like acid rain. Where the hell did acid rain go? Mm-hmm. You know, quicksand. Yeah. Does quicksand still exist? Yeah, acid, the rain, Bermuda- acid rain is like a Cold War, like, uh, just like plot point to like... Just like, yeah, when you're like, in oh school, my God, Chernobyl rain. Right, like when you're in school, though, you were you were taught like, listen, you mustn't stay away from acid rain, quicksand, and also the Bermuda Triangle. No mm-hmm. one knows what happens there. Do we do we solve that? What happened? No one talks about the Bermuda Triangle anymore. Yeah, anyway, I think we just have better navigation. And we're like, oh yeah, that was just that's right. Just, Tom 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 yeah. came out. They're like, oh now we know what's going on over there. Um, anyway, Saint Maud. Um, it was so like a shit ton of movies that I was looking very much forward to right before the pandemic hit. That was taken off the off the um, the schedule. It's essentially um, think of like a. It's about a woman who mm-hmm. if you you've seen things about it. Oh, I saw the trailer. It's kind of like it, a possession. I think it played before mid. Oh no, not Midsummer. What, what did I see this year? I saw some movie this year that had a trailer for it in the theater. I who the hell knows? You Back know, in, you know. I February. <laughs> I don't think about movies anymore. So, um, it's like I'm not gonna say possession. It's basically like a religious, yeah, um, a religious kind of like um, zealot gone to extremes movie. Anyway, it's coming out finally. Um, I don't know why it is because it shouldn't be. It's coming out on uh, October 9th. There's a new trailer for it. I haven't actually watched yet. I hear it's great. I've been looking forward to it. I'm not gonna be going to see it on October 9th. You think so. they'll play it at drive-ins? They should. I mean, okay. you and I have a extensive history in this podcast of recommending uh, that certain movies that are mm-hmm. fucking perfect for drive-ins be there. But then they don't do it, so that's kind of bullshit. Well, if they play a drive-in, I might go see it. I, 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 I went to drive-in recently, so. Yeah, I know you went with Cassie and had a good time. Uh, yeah, it Best was friend fun. of the pod. Um, I'm a little jealous. Uh, and then after that, uh, this is a little, little loosely related to this podcast. Bong Joon-ho, director and co-writer of... Uh, of Parasite, mm-hmm. Oakjaw, which I watched recently. I think I mentioned that last episode. 
Um, his his not really I don't think his debut, but his one of his first movies and his masterpiece. They say Memories of Murder. Mm-hmm. It's actually been really hard to find it. It's it's like never been streaming anywhere ever. Um, like I think the DVD was like out of print. Anyway, it's been remastered and will be released in theaters for two night event, October nineteenth hmm. and twentieth. Um, it's a it's a serial killer murder mystery that I hear is amazing. Obviously, and it's like an older movie. It's like two thousand two or on there. So it's not you know d- depends why, on what you why, think is why older. release it now in theaters. It I seems don't know. Like a horrible. T- couldn't it just if it's already been. Why not just wait? I you're you're preaching to the choir, okay. my friend, because I ain't going to see that. I mean, it's a two night event. Might as well be a zero night event because I'm not going. Yeah. To, I would love to see it on October 19th and 20th, but uh, not going to happen. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much it. What do you got for? I know this is an important month for this podcast. Speaking, yeah. Speaking oh of yeah. Which, like I, I had mentioned that it was the VHS September, yeah. which is just you know a little. It's just a little fun. But check the, our Instagram account for that. Blade, at Blade, I think it's just Blade Job. Blade yeah, Job Blade Job Instagram. If you're you know if you're if you're not following us there, follow us there. Obviously for all the show news, but you know, just for this month, um, I'm posting a few tapes that I just, you know, I, I don't really post a ton of it. I think we we talk about some some tapes I get on the show, but for sure, uh, I don't really post it. So I'm I'm taking this as a, a t- taking advantage of this time to post some and kind of show the community what I got. And if you found the podcast from those posts, uh, welcome. Uh, Hope you stick around. We talk a lot about horror movies and uh, wrestling, anything that's pretty much bloody, um, like we're going to cover today. But and you may not even know our names because I almost always forget to mention our names on this podcast. We did. I didn't today though. I prepared, but yeah, um, you know, for all we know, you might be this might be <laughs> your sixtieth episode, your your fifty fourth episode. You barely even know our names because mm-hmm. I always forget to mention it. So so yeah, just follow mm-hmm. along there. Um, the Blade Job Insta. Um, I think hey, I'm not posting it to anything else. I'm just posting it there. So it's been popular. Yeah, yeah. a lot of I mean, people yeah. are liking it. Check it nice. out. Um, we got there's a lot of fun stuff coming and already fun stuff that has passed. And I might try and use the page a little bit more if I get some interaction on it to just keep up to date with stuff I find and things. So and I'll, I'll I mean yeah I think you and I both could probably uh, make it a little bit more yeah. active. So I'll, I don't know what I would do, but I'll figure something out. So welcome, fellow VHS tape people i you know what i really don't i i never got into the vhs there's a huge community of vhs actually wrestling tapes and i i think i'm just a little too young to have fully gotten into that because like i said you know i was like a kid in the late 90s i wasn't really a teenager yet so you know that that's an interesting community that i'm kind of uh, jealous that I, I missed out on, but I mean, I've seen I've seen your collection of VHS tapes. It's pretty damn impressive. Well, like, I it's mean, pretty crazy. It's, it's okay. I mean, I I don't. I mean, check out the Instagram. I mean, there's some interesting stuff, but I don't go crazy. I'm not out here spending crazy. I'm just if I come across something, I'll just you know snag it. And I had quite a good collection from you know accumulating it over a childhood. So. That's that's all it is. It's just a little, just a little fun. Nothing I mean, serious. I keep meaning to check out. I know my parents' basement bathroom is a. We have a yeah. I know we have like a, one of those like you know trendy modern kind of like mm-hmm. like DVD shelves. Right. For some reason, and we have a lot of I have a lot of VHS. I don't know if it's like related to something that you would like, but I know I've got like you the, probably have Titanic. Um. Oh, I wore the shit out of that first <laughs> that first tape, dude. Are you kidding me? Where he draws Rose naked, I wore mm-hmm. that out. What I do have, I have Sons of the Lambs on mm. on VHS. There, I'll have to get that. That'd too. be nice. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. 
I do like how you seem to just kind of happen onto obscure VHS tapes more than once in your life, which is more than a lot of people, I think. Well, you just got to know your spots. That's true. There, there's there is spots. Plus, that... you lived in Ferndale, which is a kind of a good yeah. area. There's yeah, and you got to know the you got to hit the flea market. You can't be afraid of the flea markets. That's true. Uh, well, you know, yeah, that's you flea gotta, markets you are hit lit. The flea markets, and you know what? I'm gonna say it, even though it's kind of a you know, it's not the it's not the most trendy thing to say, but you know, don't be afraid of eBay. I you know I hit up eBay. eBay's great, um, man. There's actually know, a new. There's an app. If I could give a quick shout out to an app. There's a selling app called uh, Mercari, Mercari, M-E-R-C-A-R-I. I'm actually selling something on it, getting some, uh, yeah, I'm getting some good money for something that I'm selling that I shouldn't be, it should be, we should be getting less money for it, but this one dude wants it that bad, so I'm getting paid for it, which is nice. That's a hashtag ad for the show Yep. You know, send the check, what's it called, Murky? M-E-R-C-A-R-I Mercari Mercari Alright, yep uh, well, I, Please tweet Tweet at At Blade Job Podcast To correct me On what the hell that means I don't know what it means But that's what it's called That might be a, a, a way To kind of get some VHS tapes maybe But Maybe But yeah You know, don't be afraid of eBay Don't be afraid of the apps Especially if you can buy A shit ton at once Which is pretty much What I try to do Is if there's ever a big lot You're a bulk boy And there's huh? one thing I want in it I'll, I'll buy a fucking lot for you know 20 bucks who cares okay. so you haven't been watching a whole lot no i've been well i mean i feel like everything i've been when watching like i've we've covered on the show like in the past like for some reason i, re- I rewatched tenenbrae the other night i mean you say for some reason dario argento i feel like you being yourself is a reason enough to watch tenenbrae yeah i watched that what else have i watched um I guess that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, I haven't. Like I guess I've been actually been house sitting, so I haven't had like. I guess I have had Shutter, but I haven't been diving deep either. I watched Joe Bob's Heather episode, which was pretty. Oh funny. yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I have not been watching a lot. Big shock. I know. I'm. I'm so good at breaking my word. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch <laughs> a bunch of Shutter stuff this for the next episode. I haven't. Although, it just hit me right now that I have a show that I'm watching that's kind of kind of relevant. Lovecraft Country on on HBO. Yeah, is that good? I, I've it's heard very mixed reviews. Good. Well, the first episode's incredible. The second one is a bit not great, but then I think it picks up more. It's it's pretty good. It's um it's got the horror elements. It's extremely graphically bloody and gory, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love didn't didn't expect it, and I love it. Same with the boys. You ever watch the boys on no, Amazon? No, I've heard about two? both of them. The They've both actually awesome. been recommended to me. They're both very good. They're both ext- way more violent and bloody than you would expect, which is hell yeah. Um, other than that, so to, next month is October. Yeah. So normally I would um, like try to pick like a horror book to read. Um, I'm not going to do that because my reading has slowed down dramatically and I'm embarrassed by it. So what I'm going to do... Uh, and I say that I always, you know, I'm never a man of my word in this podcast, but this time I will be. I'm going to, on Amazon Prime, a bunch of the classic Universal monster movies. Okay. Um, I've, I've so far I've found the James Whale joints. I found Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, and Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have to go through the library and find other stuff. Bride too. of Frankenstein's like the best. That's what the best, of course. Yeah. The best. Yeah. So um, I already have those locked and loaded in my list of sorts. Um, to watch those, so I'm going to spend a good amount of time in October um, watching a lot of those before November hits, and I buy a PS5 and all the games, and I never talk to anybody ever again. So you know what? Since you mentioned this for October, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the the pledge here too. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Blade Job account. 
Oh. And I'm going to be outpost anything that I watch. I'm going to make a point to watch just like all the physical like m- movies that I have physical copies of and I'll post some okay. some pictures. So Look I, forward to that kind. Cuz I do have a lot of DVDs too. So I mean it's not just going to be VHS. And I have Blu-rays too. So you know, I'll post kind of whatever I'm watching. I'll, I'll that'll be fun cuz actually, you know, usually I try to like go find obscure shit, but this will give me a good chance to kind of reflect on the current collection and really enjoy it. So, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to. This is good stuff. I'm going right to. On now. Halloween, I'm going to just watch what I have available, whether it be tapes, DVDs, or Blu ray. So, there we go. Look at that. We well, have our whole October planned out. I love it, man. On that note, I want to talk about our new sponsor today. Hello. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if out of nowhere? God, we just no. sold out. We just sold out. I wish we could. Dude, if, if I could sell it, I wouldn't heartbeat, but luckily we're not doing that. So. And plus, we talk, we talk about founders and shit enough. To, you know, Taco Bell, yeah. Taco Bell, it's not a good ad for Taco Bell, but no, it's more it of a boycott not. establishment. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, I mean, that's – so, like you, I haven't really been watching shit except for those two shows. I mean, you know, it's, okay. they're both very good. I'm going to continue and uh, quick shout-out to HBO for pretty much providing me everything that I watched this year is all HBO shows. Just mm-hmm. one after the other of great stuff. Um, you know, I'm loving that. I'm I'm loving it. There, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to McDonald's. McDonald's Fuck Taco there Bell. There you go. Pay me. Goddamn right. All right. Let's. Uh, how about we talk about one sad thing before we get into our. Uh, yeah, this is actually topic. a couple weeks removed, I believe. I'll let you take it though, Steve, because yeah. I know this is a much more closer. I mean, it's 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 very tragic, but it is. Um, but there is some hope. Well, not really hope, but I'll explain. So, Blade Jabber of the Week. Chadwick Boseman is he related to this podcast much? No, but this is one of the those amount de- you talk about Marvel though. I'm yeah, gonna that's say true. It's, I'm going to say it's related. That's a good point. Speaking of companies that could definitely give us some free money for that, yeah. So yeah, Chadwick Boseman. I mean, he. So do you know how we? I mean, did you hear about the whole how we died and what happened and all that? Colon cancer. So he died uh, of colon cancer that nobody outside of his immediate family knew he had. Right. So that means that I believe. Right after, because he filmed Civil War, so pretty much Infinity War, Endgame, Black Panther, um, uh, Defy Bloods, a Spike Lee Netflix joint. He made all those movies while uh, with essentially terminal cancer. Although right. I'm not going to say terminal, um, because apparently, I guess like some of the last things he was talking about with somebody was how he was hoping to fight this and then do you know have a better career. Mm-hmm. Um, only of course you know because cancer is fucking relentless and awful. So. It killed them, uh, you know. That, that was a pretty, you know, that was a big blindside to a lot of to I guess all people really. Yeah, I was um, on vacation. Yeah, and uh, it really kind of sucked the mood out of that night. And I yeah. haven't even seen Black Panther or it's the Five good. Bloods. The Five Bloods is good. It's just two and a half hours long. So, and there's actually one scene of that movie that's like probably like my scene of the year so far. Not that I've seen a lot of, you know, well, I watch a lot of movies at at home, but um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's a. I would consider this one of the more like shocking celebrity deaths since maybe uh, yeah since I, I would I would put like the Holy Trinity now would be Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, and Philip Seymour Hoffman, my favorite actors. Whoa, okay. Um, I would I would think those are probably the three biggest. But then for me personally, Avicii, because God damn it, fuck, damn it. Uh, when he died, I wanted to die as well. Um, I still do. So, but Boseman, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, obviously. Um, his role as you know the Black Panther uh, was you know, it was a turning point in I I think it would I would consider it a turning point in the way that Marvel Studios kind of you know hires and 
kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they there was a turning point with inclusivity, 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 inclusivity. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that I think you know you could not quite single handedly thank him for, but I, from what I remember and understand, he was kind of he himself, Bozeman, during that process of making Black Panther. Um, was kind of a voice of like you know we need more inclusivity in these movies and right now of course you know that's it's a very different it's a very different Marvel Studios than it was back in you know the Phase One Phase Three and onward are very I think because I, th- I just think that these movies get better as they go on you know each time they put out a new movie um, they're better and I, w- I would love to see fucking Black Widow but you know just put it on Disney Plus I guess but hey. <laughs> They won't do it. They'll, they'll, it'll do the same thing as Mulan. But anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I, he's going to be our Blade Jabber of the Week because his death touched the hearts of millions. Yeah, um, I mean, definitely did. I mean, he, I mean, like I said, I was, I've never, even, I've only seen maybe, like, one of his movies, if that. Maybe, well, he like, was, uh, he was, Jack, yeah, he was Jackie Robinson in 42. He was Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. Um, he was, oh, you know, he did one more, um, like, historical um but I can't remember, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, and then his role in Defy Bloods is pretty good. He was kind of like he was like the character that they, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he, his his, uh, his the way that they framed his character in the movie was very angelic and very like you know it's all the legacy that he left and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, it sucks, you know, that that's kind of like his. Um, that's his final movie. No, he actually has one more movie coming up that I'm actually very excited for, called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. a Netflix movie, mm-hmm. like The Five Bloods, where um, it's actually um, uh, shit, I can't remember her damn name. Uh, she was in Fences. How do we? How do I get away with murder? Okay. Um, she plays. I'll look it up in a second here. She plays um, kind of like a singer, like a blues jazz singer in 1927. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact role that Chadwick Boseman is doing, is playing. Um, but that's that'll be his final, you know, film role. And that's supposed to come out sometime this fall on Netflix. But hmm. I, uh, Viola Davis. I'm sorry, Viola Davis is oh, playing yeah, Maureen, yeah, yeah. who I love very much. Viola Davis. So well, it'll, that probably, I mean, I feel like Netflix isn't really delaying stuff. They're, no, they're in, sticking to schedule. in fact, this fall for them is amazing. Pretty much almost all of my, out of my top five, like anticipated movies this year, almost all of them are Netflix releases. Yeah, actually, I wanted to talk about that too. Not to divert from Chadwick Boseman too much, but I wanted to do that in the, one of the coming shows is to look at some, cause that is the thing is like, I know Shudder. Hulu, Netflix are all releasing a bunch of either like Halloween horror type mm-hmm. movies, series. Well, books the, of blood, right? Is that yeah? On Amazon in the or next Hulu? couple or in Amazon, yeah. So yeah, but we we need to kind of we we should curate a list of what we're, what we're excited for. Yeah, because I think a lot of stuff is dropping this month and next month. So yeah, then Amazon, I believe, or one of them has like um. Yeah, Amazon has like a oh the House of Blum Blumhouse. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Blum House yeah. or some shit like that. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming there, but yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, the only thing that's like more devastating about him dying is like how it happened. And the fact that nobody knew, which yeah, is it was very out of left field. I mean, I mean, talk about a workhorse, you know, he's making all these movies and he knows and, and he, there's like, um, interviews with him and he mentions, he did something with kids with cancer. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned, you know, then he kind of like drops hints about it. I mean, you know, it's more one of those things where you can probably think after because because you know after the fact. Yeah, know. no, a lot of it makes sense. Um, but yeah, you so it's a bummer, man. It sucks because you know it it, it is selfish to say that 
we as an audience were robbed of like a really good and long career from him mm-hmm. because yeah, he, he was, was one of those actors who's kind of larger than life and he yeah. was just getting started man he's he was well he was 43 when he died which i think a lot of people kind of realize that he was older than they than they all because he looks a lot younger than 43 but right. then again 43 isn't very old but no um, not by any means so rest in peace to him it sucks man it sucks when you see potential in somebody well not you know, he pr- proven himself, you know, tenfold, of course, by now. But, you know, he was just getting started with his career. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. So, hey, you know, uh, hold your loved ones tight, I guess. Damn, that's... Wow. What do we... Th- well, now we have to go talk about re- wrestling. <laughs> that's how we do it, baby. <laughs> Emotional whiplash. I'm into it. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we just dive in? Let's just dive in, man. That's what All we're right. good at. So, like I said, this is this is probably going to be a different episode than we've actually done. Like, I know we've been doing a lot of wrestling deep dives on to, um, you know, matches. We, we talk about the feuds Like, and specific stuff. matches, yeah. But this time we're talking actually about quite a bit of more than just the match and the feuds that take place. Like, we're going to be talking about, like, actual behind the scenes stuff and doing a deep dive on all of all of that stuff that isn't really in the ring but kind of uh winked and nodded at kind of like the stuff that makes wrestling weird Mm -hmm. where it's like it's they really blur the line between reality and fake storyline you know so we're talking about rick flair and mick foley so which we, we I, I, I know we've touched on both of them at least yeah. more than a couple times. Oh, yeah, right? both I mean, of these guys are blade job veterans. I mean, they that's both, right. you know, Mick Foley, we've covered on Halloween Havoc, match with Vader, fucking <sighs> brutal. One of my all-time favorite matches, Texas Deathmatch. And then Ric Flair, I mean, we've covered him with, uh, I mean, we covered him in Harley Race. We covered him in um, Terry Funk. We've covered him with. I believe DDP. We, we've covered him when the episode with Ed, where he was just like a bloody pulp. Oh yeah, <laughs> so great covered, stuff. I mean, Ric Flair, we've covered quite a bit on the show. Um, but what we're going to actually be covering here today is like the ends of both of their careers, and actually, well, we'll get into it. But th- this is this is kind of the last real feud that either of them would go on to have. So it's like so. the Irishman, essentially. So essentially, this is the Irishman. It's, it's essentially This the is the aging gangsters who, uh, yeah. But yeah, Netflix give us money. Our story kind of starts back in early 1990s. So WCW. So think back to, again, like Halloween. Remember the match we covered with the Chamber of Horrors with all the barbed wire and That's like right. the Abdullah the Butcher got electrocuted. Was so that the one where the mummy came out of nowhere? No, that was, that was a different no, one. That was a different one. Okay. But also, just as a plug, next month, Halloween Havoc, we're doing a full episode. We're doing the we're doing a full show watch along. Might have some special guests. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for that. Um, network, it's probably going to be a two part epi- two part two episodes, so two parts for one show. And we already talked t- said what we're covering. We're covering the Ric Flair. We're actually have yeah, Ric Flair again. We're covering Ric Flair and Terry Funk in the Thunderdome, which is an electrocuted cage. In fact, I think Ric Flair's going to be a guest on the show. Is that Ric no, Flair okay. might be on the show? Yeah, he, he <laughs> might be. It's a big M. He might be. So, but anyways, we're talking about that era of WCW, early '90s. Um, 
Mick Foley was just starting out his career, and Ric Flair, you know, obviously legend of the 70s, was big, still huge in the 90s, though. But he was actually kind of taking over more, like, in a creative role where he was doing match planning, booking, what they call. So, like, figuring out storylines and, like, who's going to fight who. <laughs> so, in a, in a sense, Ric Flair's not really a boss, like, the boss, but he's got a lot of pull. Sure. So... They 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 didn't really ever have any matches, but Ric Flair was up there. Um, but the drama kind of comes in 1999 between these two. And that's when Mick Foley writes his first book, which is Have a Nice Day. It's a, pretty much the story of him becoming like a fucking wrestler, doing hardcore shit in Japan. You know, kind of like a whole tell-all story. And it was like actually like a super huge bestseller because he had such a crazy life. Hmm. Reminds you of um of Kitchen or um Kitchen Confidential from Bourdain. Yes. Speaking of celebrity deaths that killed me. Oh, <laughs> pun intended, I guess. So in this book, uh, Mick Foley, you know, he's he, it's a pretty it's a pretty honest book, and he he does briefly touch on Ric Flair in the in the nineties and says that you know, Ric Flair was this is a direct quote from Mick. Ric Flair was every bit as bad on the booking side of things as he was great on the wrestling side of it. <laughs> so pretty much he's saying Ric Flair, fucking awesome wrestler, but fucking horrible booker. So <laughs> what that means is like, yeah, Ric Flair wasn't the most creative when it came to uh, storylines and things like that. That was going to be my question. Like if you're a bad booker, you know, what does that mean? It just mm -hmm. means they're not inspired stories, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. not inspired stories. It could mean, like, not necessarily recognizing talent and pushing guys who maybe don't have the, you know, maybe aren't your buddies to the top and leaving the talented guys on the bottom. Sure. So it it, it, mean, it means a lot of things. And that, like I'm saying, like, this this uh, this is just one sentence in a book. Um, you know, I, I think that Foley kind of lowballed it a little. You know, he didn't he didn't really dig into Flair that much. It's 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 not the nicest comment, but it's also not the meanest. And we'll we'll get into what Flair fires back with. <laughs> which, Hell yeah! Which okay. is uh, we're gonna get this is gonna get into like uh, like Jerry Springer level pretty quick here. Okay, I'm into that. So that came out in 1999. The two kind of would be like Mick Foley and Ric Flair both kind of have this like on and off relationship with WWE. It seems like they kind of like will go out. They'll do their own thing. They'll come back. Like, they're always just kind of working for themselves, you know? Um, Which and, I guess makes sense, right? If you yeah, like, if you like totally larger, makes sense. If, if, you, if you believe that you may be larger than the, you know, the mm -hmm. organization itself, that makes sense. And, and, and Mick Foley was really fucking hard on his body. and He actually probably, even though he's so much younger than Ric Flair, their bodies are probably on the same level just because Mick had fallen off so many things and, like, broken his hip. So, actually, Mick Foley hadn't wrestled. So, the the Ric Flair and Mick Foley actually wouldn't meet in a ring until 2004. WrestleMania 20. This is actually Mick Foley's, like, return to the ring. Wait, hold on. So, you're saying that they that despite what he said in the book, they never actually mm -mm. fought each other? We're getting there. We'll okay. get there. All right. Not yet. I'll let you do your thing here. Not Got yet. It. They haven't fought yet. Interesting. But no, so yeah, this and and that's the thing is like you know it was that's what I'm saying it was such a small line in the book that I don't know if it even was on Flair's radar 
until someone put it on his radar. So, 2004, um, Mick Foley comes back. He's been feuding with Randy Orton through all of 2003. Randy Orton's part of Evolution, which has Ric Flair, Triple H, friend of the show Dave Batista. Of course. Damn it was right. now... Oh, we didn't even talk about the Dune trailer, but yes, that Dave Batista. Um, <laughs> Superstar, mega actor, you know, movie star Dave yeah, Batista. Yeah, Dave Batista, who's on track to... Well, I don't know if he's going to ever pass The Rock, but... Well, he's a, I think he's a much better actor than The Rock is. Rock, the Rock is a movie star through and through, but I think Batista's a better actor, but that's another discussion. And speaking of which, that is who McFoley teams up with at this WrestleMania match, is The Rock. Okay. And so we have The Rock and Sock connection, because McFoley has Mr. Socko, his, the sock he puts on his hand when he applies the mandible claw. It's a whole thing. Look up Rock and Sock connection. <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> and, Fair enough. And they're going to fight Evolution. Um, like I said, this is the first time that Mick and Flair get in the ring together. It's on a tag team match, so it's not super personal. You know, it's kind right. of just like a, you know, two guys fighting. And By actually, proxy. Evolution comes out on top of this one. So fast forward a couple months now, and we're still in 2004. And this is when Ric Flair's book comes out. Okay. So, okay, so All we right. have Ric Flair's 2004 book, To Be the Man. So they both and wrote books, huh? They both wrote how books. Many, how many wrestlers write books? Like, Honestly, a ton. Interesting. A I ton, dude. Never would have really thought that, but I guess yeah, it makes sense. And so I'm assuming somebody let Flair in on what Mick had wrote. Maybe not. Maybe Flair just had some animosity towards Foley in the past. But this is the quote from... Rick Flair about Mick Foley. Foley has a cult following because of his contributions to hardcore wrestling. But hardcore is such a small part of the history of this business. When I was training, falling off a ladder was not a prerequisite for making it as a professional wrestler. Being fundamentally sound was. I don't care how many thumbtacks Mick Foley has fallen on, how many ladders he has fallen off of, how many continents he supposedly bled on. He will always be known as a glorified stuntman. Oh, damn. Okay. So. Wow, some venom in that one. A little bit. Yeah. Into so that. Like so that. It's, it's, it cuts a little bit deeper than Flair's. Because Flair kind of. I'm sorry. Uh, Foley's. Because uh, when Foley's comment in his book, it was kind of like a backhanded compliment. Blinking and miss it kind of thing. Where he kind of yeah. said, like, you know, he's a good wrestler, but he's bad at this. So it was kind of like a, you know, it wasn't a full-on, uh, like, just shredding like Ric Flair gave Mick here. Yeah, wow. That's so harsh. this glorified stuntman um, really, really, really pissed um, Mick Foley off. Because, I mean, we've seen the matches. If you're listening, you've seen the matches. Um Mick Foley is definitely more than just a stuntman. Right, yeah. And I mean, he does a lot of crazy shit. And his characters, I think, are very memorable. He's put the work in. Almost lovable. Definitely lovable. So, right after this, like literally right after this, um, Foley cut this crazy promo on him 
on on Ric Flair on an in, I mean not really an indie promotion Ring of Honor which at the time was very, you know not the biggest I don't even know if this was on TV or if this was just transcribed by people who were there but Mick tore into Ric Flair by saying no I'm not Ric Flair because I've never carried Batista's bags I'm not Ric Flair because once in a while I actually say something different no I'm not I'm no Ric Flair because I actually put my body on the line. I don't do stupid things like this. And he does the flare like f- flop on his face. Mm-hmm. I'm not Ric Flair, and thank God for that. I'm no Ric Flair because I don't draw <laughs> comparisons between my genitalia and a Disney theme park ride. And that's Ric Flair calling his dick Space Mountain for uh, people who aren't aware. <laughs> like myself. Now I know. Good to know. And he says, and most of all, I am no Ric Flair because when my time was up, I knew... It was my time to step aside for the sake of younger, hungrier, better wrestlers. And that's pretty much a shot at Ric Flair for that's just a, always that's being. pretty much a shot at him. Pretty much a shot at Ric Flair <laughs> for just being like, you're always putting your big ass nose into everything. And Taco Bell just pretty much robbed you of 40 cents. Yeah. So, again, though, I mean, yes, this is a little more scathing than what was said earlier. But again, this isn't published. This is, you know, this is kind of hearsay and and whatnot. But you know, everything gets back to wrestlers in wrestling. So <laughs> tight knit community over there. So about, I mean, it, the timelines are all kind of off here. But I mean, I'm assuming that this is like late 2004, like probably like November, December 2004. Um, there's a Monday Night Raw being taped, and Ric Flair and Mick Foley are both backstage. Neither of them are on the show. They're not. There's no feud between them in the show, but they both seemingly have had wind of what each other have said about them. So, um, this is the, this is the last quote I'm going to give. And this, there, so there's been so many accounts of what happened this night. But this is actually the most recent um, kind of description of what happened. And this is from JR. So JR, the, the announcer with the cowboy hat. Right. Um, also, like, he actually was uh, like a backstage, kind of almost like a weird, like, HR type person. So he knows all the drama. And so this was actually, he, he gave this interview about the incident, I think, last year. So it's the most current I could find. And this is JR's quote here. I think it happened in catering. I think it happened in catering. I was in there, but it all happened so quickly that if you weren't looking right at it, you missed everything. Unfortunately, I was either having my back turned, but the bottom line, I was not looking at it because I did not perceive that the issue between Rick and Mick was that serious, to be honest with you. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know that the promo that the promos weren't building to a match. So he's saying that he he's thinking that they're all of their fights are like not even real, that they're just doing it to like promote a match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of, uh, instead of just having like actual hatred. So, so JR is already not buying it. So, um, where did I just leave off? Um, and then there was the punch. I didn't see the punch. It was very, but it was very awkward because you're looking at Rick doing these very precise working punches. So that's like the fake punches. Um, And it totally looked like a non-Rick Flair punch. 
So what that means is he was either doing – fucking JR, like, his quotes make no sense because he speaks like <laughs> such, like – Take it up with JR, man. <laughs> he, he speaks like such, like, southern, like, cowboy English. Well, he has the hat. So that means he was either – it was a real punch or it was a poorly worked fake punch. I think there was one blow. There was no blood. Nobody was knocked down. No kicking, stomping. It was easily broken up. And the guys who were the guys were more than accommodating to break it up. In other words, Rick and Mick did not have the obligatory pull apart where the guys kept having to be held back and they kept leaping at each other. That just didn't happen. So I guess if you take JR's word for it here, it sounds like he's saying it wasn't anything serious. I mean, it was maybe a punch, but it sounds like it was not intended to, like, knock out. It was not intended to, like, you know, do anything super serious. But either way, this altercation has been, like, super widely reported. I mean, just look up Ric Flair, Mick Foley, backstage altercation, Raw 2004. And there's probably, like, 20 videos of wrestlers in interviews, like, talking about what they saw that happened and I, I don't know what's actually true. <laughs> so Very different accounts. Also, wait, while you're Googling it, Google our uh, The Blade Job podcast and subscribe to us. You know? Leave a review. Leave a review. I'm just going to toss that out there. Okay. So that's that's pretty much the background. Woo, that's pretty much the background to where we're, where we're heading now. Okay. So you get – they don't like each other. Whether it's real, fake, there's definitely some sort of animosity there. You don't say. So cannot imagine why. Yeah. So 2006. So fast forward a couple more years. 2006. Um, Flair came back and he starts a feud with Mick now on TV over this real fight. Because you have to remember too, all of this shit is like reported like gossip, you know. So they are just reporting that there was a huge, I mean, completely blown out of proportion, you know. We got JR's response there, but you know that, like, the the wrestling, like, insider news just completely blew this up. So sure. I think that Ric Flair, so Ric Flair and Mick Foley just kind of capitalized on that. And at the time, I believe Flair had been out for a while and he came back. We actually had a rare Mick Foley heel turn where he he actually aligned himself with Edge. But anyway, we are now heading into this feud, and their first clash comes at Vengeance 2006. And that's our first match of the night, Steve. Your controller's right there. We might, we might need to press the button and turn it on first. Oh, you're, very, you're very right. I, I don't know why I tell you that. Like You have a PS4 as well. Yeah, so this is a two out of three falls match, and we are starting in here. And uh, so two out of three falls. Lillian Garcia, huh? Yeah. So we're we're in okay. 2006 here for sure. Got my attention. And I think last time we covered, oh, you know what? I was going to say, I think that that Hulk Hogan match we covered was actually 2005. Okay. Yeah, that sounds I, more right. I don't remember. Yeah, because I mentioned Crash coming out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And winning best picture. Okay. Finally, so, I remember a fight. So we have Mick Foley here coming out. Looks like he just rolled out of a. He looks like he just rolled out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he needs oh. a Miller High Life in his hand. That's about it. And we saw that sign that that kid had that said, Foley is a glorified stuntman. So that's clearly oh. like the rhetoric that is being 
Um, so you he, know, he's here to prove himself, to prove the, yeah, to prove yeah. him wrong. He's here to prove himself, and Flair's here to just to prove that he is just a glorified stuntman. Now there's Jim Ross back there. There's yeah, Jr. Can't so, miss that, 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 uh, that hat. Yeah, yeah. So Lillian Garcia's style is uh, is very uh, of of this time. I'm not complaining. Yeah. That's Steve's cutie of the of the, of the episode. I think she's been your cutie in the past because she's been the she was the ring announcer for a good like she ten years. She could be the Trump. cutie more than once. Let, let, let's, let me have this. So Mick is out. I believe that this is actually um, in. I'm, I'm actually looking this up on the fly because I don't know, but I believe this is in Ric Flair's. Um, yeah, this is in Ric Flair's hometown. Uh, or if not his hometown, this is in Charlotte, which is like the town that Ric Flair. I think I, I believe Mick, Ric Flair is actually from Minnesota. So really, I, I don't it's know. Boring. It is boring, but Major yeah. Boy. I mean, he named his daughter Charlotte, so uh-huh. um, it means something to him. It means something to him. Okay. So he, he, the, Ric Flair is definitely the baby face here. I mean, his his attire is the complete opposite of Mick Foley's. So yeah, the elegance. The pa- the pageantry, like Ric Flair. He, it seems like he has like a residency in Vegas. Yeah, it's a very nice uh, robe he has. Very decked out, very decadent, very. Also, um, do you want to give a? Do you want to? Do you want to take a guess at how old Ric Flair is here? In this in this episode, um, yeah. he's probably fifty one in two thousand six. Well, let me hold on. I I tried to pull it up and now I I, I instantly lost it. Okay, so two thousand six, he was. Close. I was close. He huh? was 50, uh, 53. Bastard. So, pretty old. I mean, hey, we're at f- episode 54 here. So. Oh, my God. We should have talked about this last <laughs> time. So, yeah, Flair is uh, 53 here. Um, and Mick Foley's – I don't know how Mick, how old Mick Foley is, but he's uh, – God, Mick Foley's maybe in his 40s here. Mick Foley did not age that gracefully. No, not at all. No, only in in these wrestling events you just have your shirt off and it's like encouraged and mm-hmm. on the, in the audience. I mean, yeah, yeah, oh for sure. That one dude's on his phone in the background. What's what's so important? <laughs> what kind of phone would they have had back in two thousand six? Two thousand six chocolate um, maybe. Yeah, I mean that was like two years after the razor became a hot thing. Okay. So they probably had razors still. There was that was the one of the most highest selling phones of all time. So. There's that very famous picture of fucking LeBron at a wrestling match. Have you ever seen that? Where no. he has like a really it's it's got to be like 2003, and he's got just like this awful Nokia like oh, yeah. phone, and he's just I, the pictures that he took at that show, um, they got to be just god awful yeah, quality, incomprehensible. Yeah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? So you got you guys are probably wondering why the hell are we covering like three 15 minute Ric Flair McFoley matches? Well, uh, are you wondering is, that, Steve? I'm not, because we can do whatever the fuck we want in no, this that's podcast. True. That's so, true. I, mean, you know, I don't really need a reason why, but I guess if you have a reason, you can tell us it. But <laughs> I guess. But, um, I mean, the real reason is is that these are the only three matches that these guys had. Oh. Other than, like the, like I said, the tag matches and stuff. That never even crossed my mind, funny enough. It probably should have. So, the only and the other reason we're covering it is because they are going to gush like fucking gushers. In all three of them. Oh my God, bless, love it. So, I mean, Mick Foley just just threw a nice knee wait, kneecap right into the face of Ric Flair. Yeah, the baby face, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now it looks like Flair's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, man. 
And look at Mick's giving the be saying, "Oh, glorified stuntman, how about that?" Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, would a glorified stuntman do this? I'm gonna say too. While we're on the topic of, uh, of oh, he's pulling out Mr. Sacco. So oh, this no. is Mr. Okay. Sacco. Okay. Actually, this, this, is, this is the aforementioned Sacco. But this is Mr. Sacco dressed as Ric Flair oh, with the hair um, and everything. Yeah. yeah, the hair, the big nose, uh, the robe. Um, I don't know if he's gonna put it in Flair's mouth. That's a, that would be a typical uh, Mr. Sacco move. Is that right? Is that mm-hmm. a is is, is Sacco a heel? I mean, is that uh, how does this work? Well, no, because he, he on the payroll. I I think he's like just like an extension of Mick's uh, personality. Okay, Flair with a little bit of a low blow here. <laughs> uh, he, I think if I, feel, I can't make this joke really because it's inappropriate. But he's pulling a Velveteen Dream with that move right there. <laughs> I know, I know. We've made up our mind here on the show. This is our last Guilty podcast Guilty as charged, episode. Velveteen is, Dream. This is the last podcast episode, so. So Flair's 53-year-old ass is on the top rope coming off. That's why I like Ric Flair. God, his knees, though. <laughs> Does he even have knees anymore? I don't know. Uh, I think so. Looks but. like he has bionic legs. Look at that. He's, he's wearing some sort of protective gear. Ooh, Foley's going for that knee. But, smart, but like I was gonna say, um, my girlfriend Cass, big big McFoley fan, and Friend, girlfriend of the podcast. And, and can you can you guess why? Uh, she's a big because he looks like you if you were like fatter. Mm, no, no, not well, really. <laughs> she's like, a big fan of his style. Well, that's kind of what I'm talking comfy. about. Like, that's He's something that you comfy. would wear. I, mean, I know. I, and I mean a, that. I don't. I'm not a sweatpants guy. I don't, I don't is anybody anymore? I mean, or maybe uh, skinny people. Like, I, I don't know about that life, yeah. but I can't do sweatpants. But yeah, Mick Foley is always just dressed. He looks so comfy. comfortable for sure. He's ready to wrestle, but also never break that comfort. I, I understand. that. I'm kind of worried. His like pants could fall off. Really, it really. I I say he looks like you really because of the plaid. The plaid he's wearing right now. That's something that I could see you wearing, mm-hmm. and I mean that. And as of course a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big. I'm wearing plaid right now. Actually, damn right. See. So we just talked over it, but uh, Mick Foley actually got the first, uh, or I'm sorry, Ric Flair got the first pin mm-hmm. there. So it's two out of three falls. So Flair got the first pin. Um, I mean, typically, I mean, I think we've covered a two out of three falls match before. I know we have. For it sure. all, we, almost always goes to the third fall. You know, like it's. Actually, oh, I that see. Might, like they tie up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That might be a Charlotte Flair in the front row there. I I thought I just saw like a blonde girl who. Oh, she's blonde. Maybe. I, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's my thing. Like, is that hair bleached or is it like authentic? No, it's definitely bleached. But yeah. there she know. is. Is my cutie. Yeah, there's Lillian. Lillian. Mick is getting thrown around, hitting the steps. Um, that is Charlotte back there. They haven't really shown her on camera yet, but I would mention "Stay Clear" by Lily Lillian, but she could easily hold her own. Obviously. Yeah, she's okay. Kick my ass! I would love her to do that. So, Flair has thrown Mick back in the ring. Um, it's actually, you know, for a just kind of weird old guy feud, they're moving around quite a bit. And, uh, I mean, what, what do you think so far, Steve? A lot of chopping. I mean, I, I'm satisfied because there is some high flying. I'm a little surprised that people are here because they're probably still playing the new Xbox 360. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Xbox 360 came out this time? November 2005. The PS3 came out this okay. year. So. All right. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Mick and Rick. I don't really know who's winning. I mean, obviously, Rick Flair got the, you know, Rick got the Flair first. Rick Flair got the first pin. But uh, so technically, like, he is winning. But I feel like Mick's getting a lot more yeah. action in here. No, yeah, Mick. Rick definitely got lucky with that roll-up. Okay. Um, 
So Mick here, he's kind of pissed. He's he's had it. He's had it because I think people grabbing? are chanting at him and shit. Um, he's pulling out the trash can. So this is actually, you know, this is just a two out of three falls match. So there's like weapons aren't allowed. This isn't allowed at all. It's still gonna happen though. Cause it's oh, it's still gonna happen, but. Ric Flair's obviously not having any of that. He's no. not gonna take. He's not gonna take a trash can to the dome. No, he's going for the figure four. Is that which, what it's called? The figure four. Figure four, yeah. Okay. Ric Flair's finisher. I believe we've covered that before. I'm sure we have. My <laughs> memory's trash. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it, you know, it's it pretty much breaks your. Uh, I, I believe it's I believe it's breaking your knee. Um, <laughs> Ric Flair should be careful with that one. Yeah. Like he's about to figure four himself. Nice. He just took a nice trash can of the dome also chadwick mm-hmm. boseman was james brown in a movie that's who i forgot oh okay good i felt i would be remiss if i didn't mention that at least once so yeah rick flair taking the trash can to the dome the ref is saying no more no more weapons <laughs> you get two more hits in and then i'm then you're out yeah. of here dude du- was that say duke sucks that's so he actually i believe called the match there because he mcfoley disqualify is disqualified for using the trash can and Ric Flair just went in for the zipper when he got hit that second time. Um, I don't know if you caught that, Steve. No, Mick looks far from done. Yeah, he. In fact, he just pulled out some sort of like Dead Rising esque. Uh, yeah, barbed wire bat, bat with a barbed wire. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, some Walking Dead shit minus it being terrible show. So, which is also so, ending by the way. Apparently. I saw that. That's that's, that's kind of relevant. There's probably some Walking Dead fans listening. I still, I don't. Okay. <laughs> but here's Rick. He he's gone down. He just did two blade jobs in the course of like. I don't know. Oh, he's really digging in that barbed wire into Rick's head mm-hmm. uh, for our pleasure. Oh, it's mm-hmm. getting there. Yep. Okay. This is what I yeah. like to see. This is a good match so far. I'm liking this. this. Is, I mean, you know, Ric Flair kind of doing the glorified stuntman here. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of glorified stuntmen technically in their own way. I you mean, know what? Not like You're not really wrong. Man. No. Yeah, he looks comfortable. Mick just looks like he's – look at those cameras at the background. Ugh. Yeah. Trash cameras. So, Flair is pretty much a bloody pulp. He's getting just hit in the face with this barbed wire bat. Dare, oh, um, one Karen in the back there looks – she looked mortified. She even had that perfect Karen hair. Might I add that he might be uh, – that Rick might have a crimson mask. Oh, it's a crimson mask for sure. It's a crimson I poncho mean, he, he's wearing. Yeah, he's got like a crimson mask and maybe even a crimson uh, – like short sleeve t-shirt it, it's a lot of blood mick just looks i've never seen a wrestler more comfortable i know i keep mentioning <laughs> it but good lord that hair too it looks like a steel panther band member yeah so oh man they're just showing the crowd the crowd is shocked great reaction shots yeah yeah i mean mick is oh she's there's some old lady who looks unimpressed honestly <laughs> she's like oh i saw this i've seen yeah, this before i've been watching this since early 70s so Mick Foley is heading out. Um, Flair is a fucking mess. Yeah, he's he's got red hair at this point. Yeah, and I cannot you know understate this enough that this is a good thing. That's what we want. I mean, yeah, Flair looks kind of gross. Everyone just looks so distraught in the audience. Yeah, it's Flair. Shots. His whole head is red. I mean, it doesn't even look real. It almost doesn't even look real. It looks fake. That one that that one girl right there that the close up. She looked very dis, very concerned for him. Yeah, that was good acting from her face anyway. So, this is the first match Hold that up. we are going to be covering. Hold okay, up. Yeah. Now, who is this? This is Maria Kanellis. Marie Kanellis, eh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so she's, a, she's a backstage announcer. But we're Good actually, to know. you know what, Steve? I'm sorry. We're 
closing up because we're done with that match. I'll never forgive you for taking Maria <laughs> Canella. I already forgot her name. Maria Canella. Canellis. Uh, she might have had a different name back then. That, I think that's her married name. But okay, well, we, all right. What amazing wrestler is she married <laughs> to who could kick my ass? So um, we're now heading a few months later to SummerSlam 2006. Um, and actually, before we get into this match, I'm going to play a quick promo right here. Page. 169. It says, Mix Top 10 Wrestling Matches. Number one. Number one. Terry Funk versus Ric Flair. I quit. I remember it well, 1989. Yeah, it wasn't a Mankind Stuntfest. A Cactus Jack bloodbath. It was the Nature Boy. Woo! And Terry Funk. And I quit match. So Foley, <laughs> there's got to be one of two reasons you won't wrestle me at SummerSlam. One, you don't think you can beat me and you're afraid to find out. Or two, you're right. You know you can't beat me. Because I am the nature boy. Foley! Foley! We did it! Well, maybe we'll get our answer because there is Mick Foley. You expect me to go back on a vow I made myself a promise 12 years ago when you were ruining my life, Rick? But how about I make some new vows right now? How about for embarrassing me on Raw last week. I kicked your ass. How about for disrespecting my friend Melina on Raw last week? I knocked your teeth in. How about for making me realize that a guy I looked up to was nothing more than a piece of crap? I take you on in an I quit match at SummerSlam. So, yeah, as you could hear in that promo, Ric Flair was talking about how Mick Foley, his favorite match, actually, was Ric Flair versus Terry Funk. I'll be damned. The I Quit match that we covered on this very show. So if you listen to the show, you're up to speed. I mm -hmm. mean, you can't, yes. get, you can't get, but no ads, by the way. Exactly. Wow. And, and, so, and, and so now they have, uh, Flair has challenged, they've agreed to have a match at SummerSlam, and it's going to be an I Quit match. Okay. So we are now diving into the Flair Foley I Quit match of 2006, which, I mean, you know, we thought the last one was bloody. Um, yeah, we're we're well. Here we got we got Lillian back, Steve. Lillian, my girl. I see. I, I wish I was in this audience because these people get to see Children of Men in theaters for the first time. This, this is where I wish we had Cassie here though to comment on this peacock top. It's nice. Cassie is always critiquing uh, the outfits, especially from this 2009 to 2002 era. It's not right. the greatest. Well, did you see her hair? She kind of crimped it like yeah, you I saw. Pretty sure when I was in middle school, girls had that, which is around yeah. the same time. So, Yeah, pretty much. Makes sense. That's a – okay, so we are in 2006. So we're at 2006 SummerSlam. Yeah, this is the one that has um, – Okay, The Rock, right? No, yeah, not, uh, no. I, I, you're, so what else is on this show? Oh, wow. Um, Mick has his exact same outfit, huh? Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe yeah, he never took it off. Vic is the same. So this, ah. so we have, we have Edge and Cena as the main event of this show. That makes sense. Um, we have D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels and Triple H fighting Shane and Vince McMahon. We got Booker T versus Batista. Damn. Um, pretty fun SummerSlam. Randy Orton versus Hulk Hogan. Damn. Um, I guess it's a SummerSlam. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, Big, Big Show, Show versus Sabu Damn. and Rey Mysterio versus Chavo oh, Guerrero. Are you kidding me? So, you know, very, very, uh, you know, honestly, th- we've talked about this too. This is kind of the some of the end of the bloody era of WWE. Now, Rey um, Mysterio was in the news recently, wasn't he? I just, I just saw yes. him. What, what's, what's up with that? Do I even want to ask? No, he, no, he's having a, a an animated show uh, based that's around That's what him. it was. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. It's more, so, much better wholesome, than very yeah. wholesome. <laughs> a little, little more, a little, a little less, you know, more victimless yeah. for sure. That's good. So, um, yeah, Flair and Foley here. This is so. This did match. You, did you choose the right video? <laughs> this is the same. Uh, no, I know. Both no, I know. It's a different video. Though. Okay. It's a, right. trust me. Okay. So there this is. match is actually, you know, like we just listened with that promo. This match really gets more into the. Um, they they pr- pretty much all of the background that I talked about before these matches Mm -hmm. they pretty much go into on on the pro promo okay so um they're really building up the uh you know mick foley wrote this in his book rick flair wrote this in his book the book wars of 2006 so they're just kind of you know going back and forth about this shit there's that 50 now four-year-old body (laughs) hey there you go it's a podcast episode there we go we did it pal so Mick Foley's already out here. He's already got barbed wire too in a trash can. Yeah, he's, um, uh, boy, this is, are you sure this is the right? Video? I am yeah, positive this is the right shit. video. I am one hundred percent positive. It's so funny. So, I mean, I guess he just learned. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep the same outfit. I'm gonna pull out the stuff I had last time. He needs the baseball bat, though. Yeah, he does. So wonderful. This move. is this. There is no rules in this one, right? Um, no disqualification bullshit in this one. No. I mean, I also, I mean, the Rick, we, we did cover the Ric Flair, um, Terry Funk, I quit match, but honestly, I mean, one of my favorite I quit matches too, we covered last Thanksgiving, which was the Magnum TA in the cage, yeah. screaming bloody murder. Somebody else who's joined the ring right now. Yeah. Oh, someone else jumped in there? Yeah. I'm oh, right. that might've been actually a fan. Oh no. I'm talking about on his fist right there. I'm talking about this oh. sock boy. Oh, oh. I looked away for a second. I thought I saw a red flash, but no, you're right. Sako is in. Sako has arrived. Sorkin, 316. Like Aaron Sorkin? That'd be nice. Um, him was a wrestler. How often does Vince McMahon wrestle? I feel like it's. I'm seeing his name on here more than I used um, to. He wrestles uh, like more than you probably would think. Probably. All right. Well, what's happening here? He's putting the microphone to so Rick's mouth on the he's ground. He's trying to get him to say, I quit. Oh, um, of course. I should that's have known. The fam- Actually, we could probably turn this up a little bit. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, just so we can hear the I quits and whatnots. Totally. Just a switch here. Um, yeah. Who, so, Sor- who is Sorkin? I, don't, I mean, there's Aaron Sorkin, the writer of many different classic TV shows, and mm. has a Netflix movie coming out next month. Okay, great. Um, I, yeah, there you go. Just don't know minute. if that's don't know if probably that's not relevant. what. Yeah, probably not what that what that sign's all about. But yeah. So here's Ric Flair again with the with the dick grab. You know. Yeah. I, what's up with that, man? I, I guess it incapacitates your. Uh, I mean, it does. Opponent. Fair enough. I mean, you know, it's not wrong. Now he, I guess he really, he really wrapped Sa- Sako in, in barbed wire, huh? Yeah, he is really. Is that Sako's like alter ego is like male uh, villain form? 
Yeah, I think Sako kind of has, like, different, you know, it's got, like, different alternative costumes and stuff. Multiple personalities, Sako. Got it. Okay, so Flair's putting on the Sako. Betrayal. Yeah. Sako's betraying fully. I don't even see, I don't even think Flair knows how to handle Sako. He just kind of wrapped it up like a barbed wire, uh, uh just hand puppet which i guess that's all sako really is anyways yeah, he's he's a conduit used you know to inflict damage on the uh on the, yeah. the baby face although you can see it really hooking into mixed shirt like i mean yeah, it's definitely uh you know at least partially real barbed wire he's he's, he's less comfortable with each whack yeah he just seems like he grew up in a ring in a yeah. squared circle there and yeah. this isn't even the fun this is this is the middle this is the middle of the feud. Jesus, man. And wait, wait till you see these boys next, Steve. It's we're gonna really take a leap. Why does Mick Foley have the word cactus on his on his uh, on his his, his pants? Because his sweats. Because he is Cactus Jack. I see. These are things I should have I should be knowing ahead of time, mm-hmm. but I don't. I believe <laughs> I believe we've covered a match where he was Cactus Jack. Son of a bitch. So the three faces of Foley, Steve. We have Cactus Jack. We have Mankind. We have Dude Love. I've heard Mankind before many yeah. times. Dude Love, I've not heard that one. So these and are now, these are so Mick Foley is kind of like a you know man of many faces. He's like Frieza on DBZ. Yeah. So Ric Flair hit with the barbed wire board there, instantly goes to the forehead as one does. I mean, if you look at Mick's chest though, that's all blood from the actual barbed wire. Wow. But Flair here did himself um, did himself dirty. Did bad. himself in a little. Yeah. Um, He's been done in. So we're gonna we're gonna get into the. Uh, oh, I couldn't see what that sign said, but it said something like Foley's blood. Yeah, well, Sako's return, so yeah. that's what's most important right now. So Foley's just really just beating his head. Um, mm-hmm. with, well, no, I'm sorry, Sako's beating his head. There you go. All Sako commits all the crimes. He's really pushing the barbed wire into Rick's yeah. head. So we got head. some blood a lot earlier in this match, which. You know, I we like it. Yeah, um, of course, all blood all the time. Yeah, I mean, this this the point of this show is to you know we're we're really doing we're we're essentially wrestling historians here. We're documenting every we're, by the end of this, we'll have every blade job ever covered. That's true. I would love to. I would love. <laughs> I would love to have uh, Rick Foley's. Um, oh, Rick I mean, Flo- I'm, I'm sorry, Rick. Foley? Rick uh, yeah, Rick Flair's like family physician doctor on this mm-hmm. podcast to talk about this guy's trauma to his body that he just goes through nonstop for yeah. years. Holy hell! He just dropped that. He just. What, what do you call that? I mean, it's like a barbed wire plank. I liked it. And he just like kind of like just literally like it was like it was like an elbow drop, but he used the board as his elbow that's covered in barbed wire. The people's board. Mick's uh, okay. trying to get him to. He's like, "You got something to say? Say it." Nah, Rick ain't doing it. Oh and my God. oh, Flair just gave him a kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm gonna turn up a smidge, dear listener. Yeah. So obviously Rick's, you know, because this guy he's used to the blood. Of course, he's like, this blood doesn't scare me. He's no, like, he's like, I'm o, o, o negative blood, you know, universal donor, which I don't even know if that's true or not. But so Flair, I mean, I think Flair is already bloodier than the last match. Oh it's, no, it's because hard to tell. his whole, I mean, his head is soaked, but his old, what is the? Oh, okay. The thumbtacks are coming out. Thumbtacks from Mick are out. Foley. It's like an oil slick, but with thumbtacks. Um, Damn. You know what? I, I kind of want to fall on that myself. You kind of want to fall on the thumbtacks? I, I wouldn't mind knowing what it feels like to get slammed on the, on the text just once. Just once. 
I don't think it feels great, but I've also heard that, like, it hurts, like, just for a second, then, like, it immediately, like, adrenaline kicks in and it doesn't hurt that It's just, bad. like, acupuncture, but, like, really fast. Really yeah. fast-paced acupuncture. Like, I think, actually, Legos might hurt more. Yeah, you know? Oh, and, but Ric Flair's not wearing a shirt. No. And it's he just, is just... Oh, man. Looks like acupuncture now. Yeah. I mean, that. you know what that does? You want to do that, Steve? I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I mean, why, well, yeah, wounds heal, you know? Yeah, that's true. Physical wounds, I mean. Physical wounds heal. I, you know, and I just, there's so many things I want to try in my, in my life. One of them being, yes, being piled, driven onto a, <laughs> onto a bed of nails. Onto a bed of thumbtacks. Why not? Why not? This then is, then this I can is say just I've making it. me realize, I mean, I think I've said this last time when we covered an I Quit match, but how much I love I Quit matches. They're good, man. I just love when they hold the mic in the guy's face and yell like, Quit, you son of a bitch! I, well, I shan't. I shan't. Oh, there it oh, is. Here we go. Our oh, old friend, goodness. the deer, spiked barbed wire bat. And not a moment too soon, might I add. No. Just hit him. Hit him right in the head, man. As hard <laughs> as you can. I don't even know. They, he oh, he likes to do this one, the the rake across the eyes okay. with the barbed wire. Because you can't really fake that. I mean, you know, you can. I don't know how like really authentic that barbed wire is, but. The blood is authentic. So this, I, I mean, I'm not a deathmatch wrestler. I don't know if I don't know if you knew that, Steve. I but, didn't. I mean, I um, that's not what I saw last I Tuesday. Believe, I believe this is kind of the practice, the best practice for barbed wire bat. It's like you hold the barbed wire up to their head, right? Like, and then like, if you watch, yeah. Ric Flair was grabbing onto it, and you could see him kind of using his own hand sure. to kind of cut himself with the barbed wire. No investigation needed for that one. No. Although I mean, Ric Flair looks like he, he he looks like a shell shocked World War One veteran. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. If this man ran at you in war, I would be. Yeah. It's I would terrible. go the opposite direction. It's like human human white phosphorus. So he's hitting Mick Foley in the arm pretty hard with this barbed wire. Which is bat. good because I would like to see Mick Foley bleed because he hasn't yeah. bleeded yet. And and, Mick, and and look at how much Mick is bleeding just from those couple of hits with the bat. I mean, that's why I think that bat's pretty legit. Yeah. Because his, his arm is pretty ripped up. It's like 127 hours. I mean, we've talked about this, too. I mean, in the past Mick Foley matches we've covered, Mick Foley doesn't really blade a lot. He just bleeds the natural way. <laughs> you know, as God intended Damn right. By a barbed wire baseball bat. For our pleasure. Now, yeah, say it, bitch. Yeah, uh, okay. Flair just said, "You quit, or I'll kill you right here." I don't think I don't think Mick's gonna do it. Of course, I think Mick's just getting started. Oh, another again. low blow from Flair. Flair just literally cannot stop himself from grabbing this guy's willy. That's true, Steve. You don't know the outcome to this match. No, I don't. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. So here's Flair grabbing with his bat. Oh my God! Oh, oh, so okay, so he slams the bat against Mick. Mick flies backwards, kind of like lands like half on top of that. Yeah, the, uh, pr probably the, what I assume is the same trash can as the last fight. Last Honestly, bout. and that 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 stuff right there is more the reason why Mick is fucked up today than the uh, than the thumbtacks. Right, because that's like a, you're smacking your head on cement. Yeah. Speaking of which, that didn't, didn't that just happen with yeah, uh, uh, Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy, um, yeah. almost the blade jobber of the week. But, yeah. Um, you know, he didn't die. He so. lived to tell the tale. Now, who's this broad? So this is Melina. Melina. I'm assuming she has a connection with Mick Foley. Yeah. The way that she sprinted on, out there. I'm honestly not going to pretend like I know the storyline here. Okay. I don't know. 
I, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. The I fact that she's here comforting yeah. Mick, or you know, trying to. The uh, the um the uh the referee is pissed. Mm-hmm. He's calling it. Wow, they actually called it, huh? Oh, yeah, but Rick Flair. Rick isn't done. See, yep. He's saying it's not a lay down on your ass match. Oh, it's an I quit God. match. So Rick Flair is making him get back in the ring. Hey, I get it. You know, it's there's you know, wrong. I mean, hey, it's the rules. It's the rules. Yeah, get this guy off the ground there. Get this guy's concussed ass back in that squared <laughs> circle, man. There he goes. I mean, you know, yeah. So Vic is just rolling through all the thumbtacks. <laughs> didn't didn't even. Rick, That'll wake Rick you didn't up. even have to do a, anything. The barbed wire bat is just like stuck to his arm. <laughs> oh my god. Rick what? Flair's thinking, hmm, didn't have to do shit. These guys are like the age of like your dad and uncle. Yeah, these guys are, are like <laughs> one bad fall away from ending it all. Like, it's funny how that works. Even now, in 2006. So Mick Foley is now pretty bloody. Um, he actually, you know, he might have bladed on his head. Because that is a lot of blood now that I'm that seeing it. That looks like it. a clean cut. Although he's yeah. adding to it right now. So, this is, uh, like I said, this it only gets bloodier every match we go on here. That's what I'm thankful for. But She looks like Paula Abdul. She kind of does. Only with less plastic surgery. Maybe, you know what, maybe the same amount of plastic <laughs> surgery. Actually. I mean, she's pretty young here. I don't think she's like... Hey, man, if you got money, it doesn't matter how, how what your age is. Plastic surgery is an option. Or at least so, Botox kind of thing. I mean, not plastic surgery. Is Botox plastic surgery? No, I don't not, believe so. No. So I'll, I'll change my opinion to uh, she looks like she's got Botox. So, oh. so, so Melina's throwing in the towel here. Ugh, ignore her. So she's trying to stop the match. Now, does she wrestle? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I think she's more of a valet, a, a manager. Okay. They're stopping the match. She's quitting. I, you know, well, I don't think Ric Flair is going to take that kindly, though. No. God, no. You'd be a fool to do that. I, I don't even think Mick would have. I'm sure Mick's thinking like, "Eh, lady, come on." No, I can take. I can. I can keep going. I can barely see in front of me, but hey, you know, it's like well, maybe he's thinking, you know, get me out of here before he grabs my my crotch again. <laughs> yeah. So she's saying he can't quit. For, she can't quit for him. He has to quit. You're right. The I quit matches are great. They are really. You're, they're, There's you're a lot of drama. I like I especially I like the part where they try to quit but he won't let them. That's that's my favorite part of this match. <laughs> also, Flair just rolled back through thumbtacks. Didn't even care. Didn't even stop him at all. Didn't even slow him down. Yeah, hit her and get out of here. Get her out of here. Flair Flair is like literally about to. Oh, he so Mick Foley quit because Flair was about to hit Molina with the barbed wire bat. That's how that's how blood raged that Ric Flair is right now. Speaking he of was about to rage. hit a woman with a barbed wire bat. Go back He's still her, uh, thinking about it, yeah. even after Rick Flair or Mick Foley quit. I mean, to be fair, it's tempting. There's no rules inside the ring, so you to me, what? it's like, yeah, I would let that fly, you know? That's true. They shouldn't That's even true. have the ref. Go back into, into our archives and watch our discussion of Blood Rage. Yes. Honestly, I still say that's our best episode. I couldn't even, I couldn't tell you a single thing we said. I just, my memory is not go back that far. And it wasn't we talked a lot memory. about meth. Okay. How do you remember that, man? That's crazy. Because I, you know, it's my job. <laughs> it's, it's not mine, apparently. It's my job to remember it. You're the brains of this operation. So Mick here looking pretty gruesome. I'll say uh, it. That blood looks pretty real, so. Oh, it's definitely real. I know. Um, There's no investigation for that one. 
So this is kind of the the conclusion to the, the these two's uh, feud in WWE. Um, he looks like a look like a character in a Sam Raimi horror movie. Yeah, he's walking out. He's got still got some thumbtacks all over him. So for this next this next match though, we are actually going to go to another place called TNA Impact. Um, trying to find YouTube. I am here. Let's. Uh, I don't think I even have a downloaded. All here. We'll it looks. It's right here. Oh. So TNA Impact. I'm just gonna talk while I find it. Yeah. TNA Impact was kind of in the 2000s, like the the company that like. I mean, I mean, it has its benefits, but it's um, it's kind of where like a lot of uh, like ex WWE guys kind of went to retire it kind of turned into like tna 2.0 like we had a lot of hulk hogan um like hulk hogan got involved sting um, i think you have a much different kind of tna oh definitely yes i mean that name was very much um you know intended to to strike up that imagery yes but um and it works yeah so we are going to Ric Flair and Mick Foley. This is in 2010, and uh, this is a this is a quick promo that took place right before it. Um, this is taking place at before the Glory, which was pretty much like the the pay per view, like the it was not a pay per view, but it was like the Raw or like the SmackDown before a pay per view. Okay. So this bloody ass match took place on live TV, kind oh, of like man. the Hell of War match we covered on. Ultimate Lucha at the beginning. No, that one I remember. So it's very similar to that. Um, you have to press the X button, pal. I know, but uh, I'm going to play that clip here, and then we are going to watch the match. Did you say you want to talk to Ric Flair, the wrestling god? <laughs> this time are we on the air right now? Are we on the air? We're on the air right now. Are we on the air? And I got something to say. I don't want to talk to Ric Flair, the wrestling. God, I want to talk to Ric Flair face-to-face. Ric Flair, the man. Can you bring him out? Just momentarily so we can have a conversation. Yeah, watch. Here he is, brother. Now you got it. Just like Superman. Just like Superman. I can turn that costume around. What do you want to talk about, asshole? I know the rest of the world is focused on the numbers 10, 10, 10, and rightfully so. It's bound for glory. It's the biggest show of the year. It's going to be a spectacular pay-per-view offering. But for me and you, Rick, I think we need to think about a few other numbers, namely 10, 7, 10. Because I told Dixie Carter, I said, the time has come for Mick Foley and Ric Flair to finally after 20 years, 21 years, to be specific, to end their differences. And I said, I know Bound for Glory is big, but this is something that needs to be seen live on national television. So what I'm saying to you, Rick, what I'm, what I'm asking Rick Flair, the man, the man, is I'm asking you, Rick, to meet me in this ring one week from tonight, when we go live, 
when we go live, Ric Flair, Mick Foley, one-on-one -on -one for the very last time. Next Thursday night, live, live here in the Impact yeah. Zone. Yeah. You do me the favor of facing me, yes. not, just, not, yes. just, not just in any match. I want you, you and me, at long last for the last time, a last man standing match. You mean, you mean my infamous saying, two men walk down the aisle, one walks out? You got it! And I'll tell you something else. If I lose to you, you can turn around, put on your pants, and I'll kiss your ass on national TV. And Ric Flair don't kiss nobody's ass. All right, so yeah, you heard it. This is a last man standing match. This is the last match, this, the match to settle the score. And we're starting it here. But, yeah, so we'll see here. This is 2010, so Ric Flair is pushing 60 here. Um, 2010, man. Yeah. And he looks a lot older, surprisingly. Who, Mick does? No, Rick. I, I think Rick looks a lot older than he did just four years prior. Uh, I guess. Yeah. What is? Oh, is that, is that, is that, is that a book he wrote? So this is a new. This is a new book that oh. uh, Mick Foley wrote. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mick Foley has like three books. Yeah. This guy's a author, a full blown author. And in that promo I played right before this, I mean, you can. T this is where. Well, I'll talk about it at the end, like what I think of this whole feud, but. They were, you know, Rick was almost kind of selling Mick's book for him. You know, like... Yeah. Like well, I, it's free, free advertising. Right. I mean, you know, it's... So... And before you ask Steve, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I don't know who this... Uh, what good are you, then? This ring lady is. You're supposed to tell me who these random I ring know. women are. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not the most familiar with TNA. Although, I believe this was shot at, like, Universal Studios. Really? Yeah, they like they had a they they would do all this at Universal. There he is, almost the same outfit again. Unbelievable. Almost. Unbelievable. It's <laughs> only four years later. I mean, he's still got the cac cactus jack. I do like how how his emblem is like a smiley face wrapped in barbed wire because he spent a lot of time in the last match wrapped in barbed wire. That's so true. That's nice. So this is the final match. This is actually you know, after this ma this match aside. Um, after this, Flair would only go on to have four more matches in his career. Wow. And retire in 2011. Huh. Okay. And Foley would go on to have three more matches, but they'd be really sporadic matches, not even for big promotions. This is essentially Foley's last match. Huh. Um, he had, he did, he did have a match in 2015, but it was all kind of for like benefit shows sure. and stuff. So this is kind of like the swan song for each of them. Wow. That's, that's big. 20 years on the way. Yeah, it's about 20 years in the making here. Because, yeah, they had their beef started in 1990. This is 2010. And honestly, I'm going to say, I, Ric Flair for being almost 60, though. He looks good. Looks good. I mean, he looks he looks like a walking hot dog about to burst. But, you know, it's, I mean, that's yeah. just how it goes when you, know, when you take care of your body like that, I guess. That's true. You just damage it beyond comprehension. So this is a last man standing match, Steve. I don't know if we've covered a last man standing. How? What is that? How does that differ from like 
So no, I quit matches. A, a last man standing matches. You literally have to beat your opponent until he can't stand up anymore. Now that is what I like to hear. So they have to be hit until they're knocked down, and then they uh, they they do a ten count. So it is literally last man standing. Yes, I got it. Okay, That's self-explanatory. So, yeah. And so Mick Foley's already bleeding. His eyeball is uh, cut open, like right above his eye, and it's actually. That, I don't know if that's a blade job because it is coming out like a lot. I mean, if that was a blade job, you need to be careful with that one because that's a yeah. this guy's blade in his eye. Yeah, Rick hit. Would he hit himself because of a Charlie horse? Uh, he might have been hitting the dick. You know, Mick uh, Foley took all those dick shots in the last two matches, he so he's finally he's he finally given given Rick a well, taste of his own. Good for him. Oh. Oh, he hid the, oh my here, god, it's the here. return of our old friend. <laughs> oh, our old friend. Not not Sako, mind you. No, no, no. The baseball bat rap. Sako might be licensed to the WWE. I don't know if uh, Mick has creative license to right, use him outside. Know, yeah, it's his likeness. So the baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire returns. And the book yep. has been thrown onto the under the, the ring. book has been thrown on. Flair went down and, you know, seemingly grabbed his head after that shot. So Interesting. Who knows what's gonna Oh, you know, he doesn't Oh, he's actually looks like he's still he, he can grab the book and give himself a big paper cut as a blade job, man. Oh, man. Is, oh, is man. They, they pretty much just showed Ric Flair blading there. Right. <laughs> I'm also noticing that his hair is good. He definitely doesn't have the hair he used to have. Look at that bald spot. Oh, man. Yeah, this, is, uh, this isn't the greatest match in the world, but it is going to be fucking bloody. Well, so. man, it's the greatest match. So, again, like I said, remember, this is on uh, this is on cable TV. This is on Spike TV, 2010. 2010. Was it called? Yeah. Yeah, it might have been it Esquire Network. Or no, no I think it not in 2010. Because yeah. Spike used to be called the Man Channel, the Man Network. Yeah. Um, and then it became Spike, and then no one cared about cable anymore. So, so they're up by Mike Tanay and Taz. Those are the announcers here. Uh, old school fans who probably didn't watch a lot of TNA. Uh, Mike Tanay, yeah, that's Mike Tanay from WCW. Um, and getting some deja vu here, Eric. Yeah, oh yeah, Cactus Jack and Mick. I'm sorry, Cactus Jack and Rick are just raking that uh, barbed wire all over each other's face. The barbed wire is getting a lot of use. What oh a fantastic God. throw. Rick threw Mick right off onto a table. A classic maneuver, but it was a great God, lot of okay, I got to see how old Mick, Mick Foley is here because he just went through a table and it broke none of his fall. Yeah, that was... I mean, he landed just straight... It was much heavier than that table. He landed just straight on his like shoulder, which probably dislocated his shoulder. One can only hope, man. What Jesus, a throw. That, that table oh my looked God. like it was made of just, like, cardboard. Yeah, made of styrofoam or something. Oh, my God. Made of the Ritz crackers. Yeah, they got they got bloody pretty quick. They really did. Look at his head. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, this is rough, dude. Yeah, so Mick Foley's actually 44 here. That's it? I'm sorry, 45. Hmm. So he's 55 uh, right now? Yep. Hmm. Okay. But um, like I said, Mick, I think, was really hard on his body, so he probably is less mobile than Ric Flair. God, less mobile than most people. Oh, here you go. Him. Here you go, Steve. We're getting that book. That book is a weapon. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. You said the power of reading literature <laughs> compels you. I'll have to look in. Oh, he tore up his book. He tore up the book. Well, you know, I guess that was, that was uh, inevitable for sure a lot of blood in his eye yeah so mick foley I, I that's what i'm thinking like mick foley's blood is just like it is wild how it like, looks much thick, it's just man. coming down into his eyeball 
won't be able to see anything. I'm seeing a lot of uh, Australian flags. They could be in Australia. I don't really know where this is being filmed. Neither of them is Australian. Mick Foley is an Australian, is he? No, no one knew? No one noticed? No. He's from, I believe, New York City. Oh. That's about as the opposite of Australian as it gets. Okay. this We get a little retribution here. I mean, Wait what, what could be in this bag? What could be in this bag? <laughs> Flair oh just God. pulled the bag off under the bottom of the ring. And now he's going to dump and it up. Oh, oh no. my God. What else, would it, what else would it have been? Talk, talk about giving the fans what they want. My goodness. The, the, the pins are out. The... Uh, yeah, this is good. This this is this is a good blade job episode. I can just tell it's got all everything I want. Yeah. So notice too, Steve. The past couple ones we've actually watched. This is the first one we've seen that's actually in HD. Yes. And it really does. It does make it a lot more gruesome. I think. Yeah. I mean, you, we don't have the letterbox. We don't have the pixelated uh, screen. We need 4K. Four K blade job. And there's Ric Flair. Almost like you know, pretty much sixty-year-old ass getting just backdropped onto thumbtacks. Kind of a taste of his own medicine, I'll say. Yeah, although he did get it last match too. He did. Yeah, um, he took half of away on his body when he left. Yeah. Yeah, this is um. So, and this. I guess if you're keeping track at home, you know, keep remember that um, Ric Flair's actually won the last two matches. I'm glad uh, you said that. Technically. Now, uh, what is Mick grabbing underneath? Mick uh, is grabbing his trusty. This is like the best. Plank. This is like the best of. This, this is, is like, like the compilation. This is like this the is a murderer's row, a clip show. Yeah. So Mick grabbed the 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 plywood with the barbed wire spooled around it. Um, I mean, we all know where this is going to go. I'm noticing now, now it's all phone cameras and not regular cameras. This is 2010, baby. Yeah, man. This is. A, I mean, even that wasn't very like you know that was only 10 years ago, but that's. Phone technology wasn't great in comparison. No, it wasn't. What are you gonna do? It was actually the year the iPad came out, so I'm surprised Whoa. people don't have iPads around here. So Mick's going into the buckle here and just kind of slams the barbed wire directly into Flair on the in the corner. Yeah, yeah into the corner. Um, they're both they're both gushing. I mean, yeah. Mick can't even open his eye. Mick has, has lost his, his his depth perception. So. Technically, okay, so yeah, Rick is getting up because obviously he has to be able to get up. So yep. the, the crowd's cheering him on to get up, or maybe the vice versa, maybe or maybe the opposite of that. And you can see the ref doing a count like that every time mm-hmm. you know Rick gets knocked down or anybody gets knocked down. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, we'll, we'll, we'll probably cover some more last standing matches. There's some good ones I out like there. I, I, I can't believe we haven't covered one yet. Um are you sure we haven't? Maybe I'm actually going to look right now while we're watching this to make sure we haven't. Uh, multitasking. I don't believe we have, though. Okay, so I, while you're doing that, Mick is bringing out you know, the kind of table that all of our mothers have in their basement. <laughs> yes. Perfect for Thanksgiving dinner for the kids' table. It looks a lot more sturdy than the one that Mick went through like five minutes the ago. The one made out of like Ritz cracker, yeah. yeah. The one that just you know made it, was made out of like, I don't know anymore, who cares? The point is it's a nice table, though. Um, I actually don't think we've covered a last man standing match. Mick is taking his sweet time to make sure he constructs that table properly to make sure it's, it's That's stable. That's true. I would like to see how long this table is going to last. Oh, uh, yeah. We have not covered it. Well, maybe this JBL Eddie Guerrero was a last man standing. I can't remember that one. 
Ric Flair is, there's no way, again, the crotch. Man, this guy is, I'm surprised. He's the dirtiest player in the game, Steve. Mick Foley probably can't have kids anymore if this, if this uh, goes on. At know, that he, age, probably. I, he actually, I don't know if he can. Yeah. Well, I think I he had like a couple and now I think he's, uh, he's done. He had a couple, that's, that's enough, you know. Yeah. So he's on the table now. Rick is bashing him in the head, um, you know, or maybe right in the eye area where the, the epicenter of his uh, blood. And so now he's, he's grabbing the board of... Uh, oh, he's, he's just swinging it like it's a... I, like I, it's a board? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of Mick Foley's children, Steve, you should do yourself a favor and look up his daughter, Noelle Foley, sometime. That sometime is going to be right now. So Rick Flair, well, Steve does that. Yeah. Rick Flair's going to the top rope and does a like kind of like a f- frog splash through the table onto the thumbtacks, breaks the table. <laughs> These two motherfuckers. <laughs> Noel is, Margaret Foley, Mick Foley's daughter. The ref is counting. He's at a five count for each of them. Oh my sweet Jesus! Flair crimsoned. Oh, she was in Beyond the Mat, okay. Foley Crimson. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense, right? I thought you, we look up her Instagram? Uh, I Google her, so you know, everything comes up. Okay. My goodness. Okay, yeah. Mick Foley. Uh, well, you missed it, though, Steve. Mick Foley has won the match. I was looking at Noel Foley. I was looking I, at his daughter. I know, I know. Her daughter distracted me. But, but yeah, Mick Foley got up before the 10 count. Ric Flair was down. And... uh as you heard in that promo, there's one more thing to come, and that is that if Ric Flair lost this match, he had to kiss McFoley on the ass. Oh. So. They both just look like they're in so much pain. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, you know what? There's a reason they had less than five matches left in them after this. Yeah, good point. At some point, they're probably thinking, like, this, is, this has to stop. This is ridiculous. Yes. Flair literally looks insane. He looks like he's a savage right now. <laughs> his eyes it's like are Hulkamania, like but red more violent. And like his hair is white. He's crimson mask, but it's like kind of like partially rubbed off. It looks like he just has like blood splattered it's on just him now. Becoming a part of him at this point. <laughs> and he literally almost pulled off his pants. He's going crazy. Um. So now we get to see a nice ass kicking. There is that beautiful throw through that. Yeah. Paper that toilet paper you know made a. Toilet man, I don't know yeah. what I'm saying anymore. I'm drunk. So, we're going to just, I'm just going to actually fast forward here and see if we do get to the ass. Cause I don't actually think, I don't remember if it happens or not. It's a good video on YouTube, I'll tell you what. Yeah. This is, this is the official uh, Impact page, that's uh, why. We're not watching some bullshit rip. <laughs> Finally. Pop this in the show notes if you can. You're a great man, Ric Flair, he just said. A deal's a deal. Deal's a deal. <laughs> Great camera work there. They just pulled that that Hitchcockian camera move. So yeah, Mick Foley just pretty much called out Ric Flair and said, "You got it. You're a great wrestler. I want to shake your hand, but more than I want to shake your hand, I want you to kiss my ass." Which is funny because wasn't he the wasn't Rick the one that said "kiss my ass" when mm-hmm. he was on the ground earlier? Yeah. 
That's about as far as my memory goes. We'll see. Well, I don't think Ric Flair is going to do it. Oh, what? I mean, but, on live TVs and yeah. Pull it. What so, is happening here? Wait a minute. So Ric Flair. Yeah, I, I fast forwarded, but yeah, Ric Flair's <laughs> whole crew came out and beat Mick. So we're not going to get the ass kiss. Oh, it was all for nothing. I feel like we never were um, going to get the ass kiss. That is AJ Styles though of WWE fame now, sure. and there's a lot. You know, there's. there's it's a lot of interest. You know, watching this is a a game interesting time up. period here in wrestling history, but we're going to leave it there. Son of a bitch. And, uh, fight. What a, what and a that match. is the final match of pretty much Mick Foley's career. Well, now I know why Mick Foley is not doing it anymore after this because he's dead. He just got yeah. shit kicked out of him by like five different big muscly boys. So before we wrap this episode, Steve, I just wanted to ask, you know, because we, we just covered it. You know the dirt now. You've seen the matches. What do you think? Do you think that they uh, that they really hated each other, or do you think it was all kind of tongue in cheek staged? Okay, so do you remember? Have you have you ever? Well, have you ever like play fought with your younger brother, and then at of some course. point he, he he gets one good hit in, and it actually pisses you off, and mm-hmm. you start actually fighting. Yeah, I feel like that's probably what happened here. So you think it started out playful, and then it maybe got a little real. But then it kind of got back to being playful. I don't know. If, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I kind of feel like it was. Uh, I kind of feel like it was all staged. You think it was all staged? I kind of feel like Mick Foley. I, I kind of feel like they wrote the stuff in their books. I kind of feel like Flair might have felt that way, but I kind of also feel like they talked it out and there was no hard feelings. And then they went in and said, "Let's have a feud and make let's some capitalize money off this. on this. Yeah, let's make some bank. That's, That's what fair. I think happened. Okay, I mean, you know, you know better than I do. Also, check out four hundred twenty thousand views, four twenty, baby. Huh? Damn, think about that, right? And in recent years, um, there actually has been some photos that have surfaced of Flair and Foley hugging and laughing on a plane ride that you know came out recently. So Epstein's they're clearly Island, they're yeah. clearly on good terms. Okay, so. Well. You know, maybe they're they, maybe they just laughed themselves all the way to the bank. You know, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't doubt that for a minute. Or maybe they just beat you know beat each other's ass so hard they just had to become friends. That's what you yeah, do. They forgot. They were like, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that, that, they were that, concussed. That concrete deal, you know, chair to table landing really knocked it out of them. So, um, so yeah, that's my take. Is I think it was all kind of. Um, I think it might have started with some some harsh feelings, but I think I think it ended with. Uh, you know, we're getting old. Let's get one final paycheck out of this. Now that I can agree with. And, that makes uh, sense. And they put the they put it on the line, and uh, they got their paper, man. Got that yeah. cabbage. Got that cheddar. So I think uh, I think that's where we're leaving it. I mean, that's the Ric Flair, Mick the, Foley the, the rivalry. Odyssey. I would the call Odyssey. it an Odyssey. You know, yeah, we haven't done a multi-match uh, episode like this, and we actually we we hit, this is one of our longer episodes, but um. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We, you know, it was a pretty deep dive. We haven't done a deep dive like this in a while. We're all about the double but, D's um, here. It was fun, and uh, God, it was bloody. I, yeah, I liked it. Um, you know, and pay. Uh, this this is your first episode. Welcome. Uh, we got some good stuff cooking, especially next month for mm-hmm. for, uh, for Halloween Havoc. Absolutely, I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah, the Halloween Havoc Super Shows. We're gonna try to figure out if we can live stream that. I think yeah, that would be kind of fun. I that would be fun. The audio somewhere. will come to you as it always does, but it would be fun to to get a a live stream going. Get some I'd, guests in there. Yeah, 
see if Mick Foley's daughter will be there. Noel, maybe she'll come on the podcast with us. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe if you ask nicely, it's a, Steve. It's a big maybe. <laughs> if, I, if I cry hard enough, maybe she'll pity and do it. But, um, yeah, uh, if you liked it, leave a comment. Leave this five-star review. We're Blade. Um, this is Blade Job on Instagram, right? Just Blade, Blade Job. Job. We have name. that Blade Job account. Yeah, We're the only Blade Job. There's, there's, you know, probably some, you know, Blade Job show, Blade Job pod. But no, you, you want Blade Job? You go to at Blade Job. It's That's the original. Us. It's yeah. the OG. Yeah, it's also, us. we have we did now we have an all my links. Eh? Think of that. Yeah, Steve's OnlyFans. That's right. Coming just probably. I'm going to say Christmas. That's, That's right. more of a Christmas gift for you guys. I mean, hey, if, if you guys are willing to subscribe to it, I will happily make an OnlyFans. <laughs> are you kidding me? So, um, look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send DM, DM us on Instagram if you would if you want to see me on OnlyFans and we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. So, yeah, welcome, you know, like I said, yeah, anybody you know stop by from the VHS pages in the community, welcome. Um, thanks for listening. Um, if you're into VHS and you haven't checked out our Instagram, check that out. So there's a lot more of that coming. Um, and we got, I think we're going to go back to a movie next episode. We, we have got to. It. We got we it. Have we to. got it. But um, like we said, we got a big, we got a big Halloween Havoc episode planned later in the month. And, um, you know, we'll probably have a good, Hall- we'll probably have a nice little Halloween surprise early on too, though. But yeah, I think those. Halloween Havoc will do the last two two episodes yeah. of the last month. And I think last year we did an episode every week, so we can try and figure that out, too. Damn, we work really, hard for really you guys. Really crank out the content for you guys in October. And free. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of our season. It's where we thrive. It's true. It's very true. And then maybe you'll go to Taco Bell again, and we'll see what happens. See if they're, mm. We'll see what happens. Might have to do it on the stream. So. Okay, fair enough. On that note, take it sleazy, everybody. All right, see you guys in a couple weeks. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.